Welcome to The Thought Vault, where we learn to unlock our minds to live with more purpose and bold intention. I'm your host, Emily Vermillion. Take a deep breath and let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of The Thought Vault. Have you ever had a goal in mind or been in a situation where your own self-talk or inner dialogue stops you in your tracks? Yeah, me too. So in this episode, we are discussing sabotaging thoughts. We often overlook the power that we have over ourselves. We can single-handedly ruin a relationship, you know, single-handedly quit working towards a goal or just stay stuck in a negative headspace because we're choosing to be there. And most of the time, this is prevalent when we aren't realizing the strength that we have in Christ, you know, to carry our burdens and release us from our own mental anguish. Christ is not telling us to suffer alone, and he certainly doesn't tell us that we don't have what it takes or that we're too dumb, too weak, too silly, too fat, too poor, too ugly to do anything. Throughout scripture, we are given words and testimonies and stories of how capable we are, how loved we are, how strong we are, because he dwells within us. And that's the key factor that a lot of the times we overlook. And most of our sabotaging thoughts are present because we've been conditioned by our own thinking and the interactions we've had with others. Our feelings about who we are come from thoughts and assumptions that we've made from our past experiences. And our past can have a stronghold on how we live today, right now, and how we interact with people in our lives. Someone's offhanded comment about us that they didn't know we heard or a critique we received from someone of influence in our lives, like a boss, can submit in our minds as a quote unquote truth about who we are but it's rooted in fallacy, yet it grips the very ideas that we hold of ourselves. When we accepted Jesus into our lives, we accepted a new life. We accepted a new heart, but our flesh and Satan try to create conflict with these. We take experiences and connect them to thoughts that are often rooted in half-truths or amplified emotions. We take those and we make them make evidence to the bigger picture of who we are. A lot of people's reactions or interactions with us have to do with what they are feeling and thinking at that moment. So if they're saying something offhanded or they're very angry, y'all are in in an argument at the time, or they're just having a bad day, and they say something offhanded to you, in certain times, and if you're feeling a certain way already, it can just create this kind of light switch moment, light bulb moment, if you will, to give you this staple of the type of person that you are. And we hold on to those things and we make those become our identity because we identify by them. And that's what we're trying to dig into today. Because we are not the culmination of other people's emotions or our very own. An incident can happen and be a standalone experience or circumstance that does not define who we are. And that ties into the things that we've done, the choices that we've made, all the way to what others have done to us or have said. And so in order to stop the sabotaging thoughts that we carry of ourselves, we have to prove their weaknesses. Just like a court system, we put them before a jury to prove them right or wrong. And who's the court? God. God and your ability to rely on his truth and his word. 
measure these negative sabotaging thoughts that you know you have about yourself and measure it against what God says. For every lie and disappointing belief, God tells us a story of hope, of riches, of beauty, of ability, of strength, and of love. There honestly is nothing we can't do. And yes, I understand that seems like a cornball thing to say, but corny or not, it's the truth. Because God didn't create us to live in a state of limitation, but rather one of faith. This means that we must learn to quiet the naysaying in our minds, quiet the naysaying going on around us, or the things that are directed at us. Learning to replace, I'm not qualified, with I am qualified in Christ, will help void the grip of those that negative Satan talk. I've gotten in the habit of calling my negative feelings and thoughts Satan talk, Because calling it this reminds me that this is not of Christ. These limiting beliefs I have of myself are not of Christ. These hurtful things that replay in my mind over and over again from my own damaged self and the choices I've made or from others who have said things about me, you know, that is all Satan talk. And I don't ascribe to what Satan wants of me. I ascribe to what Christ wants of me. And it's easy. It's easy to fall into the flesh. It's easy to just shortcut to the things that people have told us. We get trapped in our instincts and in our flesh, and we turn away from hope and possibility way too easily. But God wants us to reside in the hope and possibility. When we live in the mindset of hopeful expectation, we are relying on God's will rather than our own. Even in the struggle, God is working it together for good. We know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose, Romans 8.28. Recognizing that we are more than our feelings and our thoughts will keep us rooted in action and not in inaction. The biggest way to stop sabotaging thoughts is to do it anyway. Go against what your mind is trying to tell you no to. You know, go against what your mind is saying not to do. In season one, we had an episode about motivation. Honestly, it is one of my most favorite episodes from last season because it sheds so much light on how we live our daily lives and how we get caught in the traps of our own making. So be sure to go and listen to episode 19 to catch that uh, from last season. In that episode, we mention how our brain is constantly looking to avoid pain or increase pleasure or conserve energy. It's those three things, avoid pain, increase pleasure, conserve energy. Those three things summarize the instinctual function of our decision-making. Most of our sabotaging thoughts are connected to one or some of these components to our brain. So these three things really inhibit our choice-making because they are instinctual. Our brain was created for a purpose, and the main purpose of our brain is to keep us alive. That's it. Very basic. I mean, there's a lot of workings going on to do that, but it's very basic survival, okay? So it's doing everything it can to make us survive. 
And as long as it sticks within these three, we basically are surviving, avoiding pain, increasing our pleasure and conserving energy. So let's take some examples. I'm too weak and tired to do this right now. That's trying to avoid pain and that's trying to conserve energy. It won't matter if I just watch a couple episodes of this show right now. I can do all of that stuff later. We're trying to seek pleasure and again, conserve energy. He doesn't love me like he should. I'm, I'm just not worthy. You're trying to avoid pain. I could never achieve that level of success. That happens for other people. I just have no shot at that. We're trying to avoid pain and again, conserve energy. One piece of cake will make no difference. And I deserve it because I worked hard today. Seeking pleasure and again, conserving energy. If we take an account of what we are thinking about, we can usually identify what our instincts are controlling. When we pinpoint that, we can learn to go against them. Oh, I see my body just wants to conserve energy right now. Heck no, I got time to do this. I'm doing it right now. You know, or oh, I get it. I'm just trying to avoid pain. I'm putting up this barrier between me and this person because I don't want them to hurt me. No, I love this person. I like spending time with this person. I like talking to this person. I'm going to pursue this. I'm going to pick up the phone and call them. Oh, I can never achieve that. I'll never get to the place I want to get to. No, I have to make one step forward right now, take one action towards that goal. Because if I tell myself, No, right now, I literally am never going to even try to attempt to get to that level of success. So really taking what our instinct, you know, instinct is separate from what we want. And oftentimes we just don't have the energy or the understanding that we can go against what our mind tells us. Our brain is powerful, but our mind is very strong meaning our conscious thinking is very strong. So even though your instinct is going to be like, oh, no, can't do that. That'll hurt. Oh, that doesn't feel good. No, I don't want to spend time doing, you know, I don't have the energy for this. There's no way I could do that. Those are instinctual thoughts. Those are the thoughts your brain's telling you so that what again, what are the three things? It can avoid pain, increase pleasure, and uh, conserve energy. Conserving energy is one is a huge one because right off the bat, your your brain does not want to expend energy because that means that it's using its resources that it has and, you know, it has to get more resources to keep going. So conserving energy is a big one. And I find that for me, a lot of my negative thinking and negative self-talk when it comes to my goals and the things that I want to pursue, I'm embarrassed to say are usually tied to conserving energy. And I was trying to think about that the other day. You know, I think our personalities indicate a lot about what we've been conditioned to think about ourselves. And I am definitely an introvert. I would say I'm an introverted extrovert, extroverted introvert. How does it go? I like being around people, but getting me to the point of getting in front of people, like I just want to conserve energy. I recharge when I'm alone, where my husband, he recharges by being around people. And so I find that a lot of the things that are stopping me kind of go around this conserving energy thing. It's like my brain is just, I'm so introverted that Having to engage with people or maybe doing things is just so, seems so draining. And instinctually, I've made choices based on that. 
So I think it's very imperative that you really dig deep into what your natural tendencies are. If you're an extrovert, I would say that probably a lot of your things have to do with uh, increasing pleasure. And so a lot of your sabotaging thoughts have to do with putting things off, like procrastinating, like, ooh, this sounds fun. I'm going to go do this rather than work on that project, get that task done, you know, finish that spreadsheet or whatever it is even though those things are important to your life and important to your goals too, because we all have things that we are responsible for in order to make our dreams and our jobs and our roles in our life move forward. You know, we have to commit to things, right? So I I think all of our personalities kind of point us in directions too, and those perpetuate those sabotaging thoughts. So it's very important that we are careful of what it is our natural self enjoys because that's where we're comfortable. And that reminds me of a whole other episode from season one of The Thought Vault on being comfortable and the very, very big danger of staying comfortable. And that kind of goes into this because a lot of our sabotaging thoughts are just trying to keep us where we're at. Because again, it will go against these three instincts. It'll go against this initial, I call them like first responders. You know, our first responder is the first thing we think when we're trying to think outside of the box. You know, it's like, ooh, I want to go do a workout. Nah, I don't feel like it. And it's probably not going to feel good to do all that. And I don't want to do that right now. So in that instance, you're avoiding pain and seeking pleasure, you know, not having to do something you don't want to that could possibly not feel good. So it's important that we kind of rein in what it is we naturally lean towards. Because sabotaging thoughts can truly alter your ability to live the life that you truly do want and a life that's in alignment with Christ. Don't allow that Satan talk to rob you from realizing the things you never expected and from experiencing Christ in your life. Often when we live our life faithfully, taking steps and becoming who we truly are in him, we are given opportunities that we never dreamed of. And if we are giving ourselves over to these sabotaging thoughts, if we are allowing them to pervade our choice making and keep us basically paralyzed, we're never going to experience a deeper relationship with Christ. We're never going to experience what could have been. And we also are going to perpetually live in a negative thought life. And negative thinking causes stress. It causes pressure. It causes physical, mental, and spiritual harm to us because it never lets us live in the place where Christ can do a lot of good work. I mean, he's always working and he's always working in our favor, even if we want to stay in a negative headspace, even if we're pursuing negativity, you know, he is still working things together for good. But what I want you guys to recognize is our present life is a culmination of what's happened to us in our past and how that translates into what we're thinking about today and what we are assuming would be our future. And the best way to get the most out of your daily life is to be present now. And yes, enjoy memories from the past and let the and let your past, you know, be a part of your story, but it can't define who you are now. And what I mean by that is like I mentioned before, you know, an offhanded comment by somebody, a strained friendship or relationship from your past, 
um, a, a broken job or career path that you've been on or had an experience of. You know, don't let those things define who you are now because now is where you're at. Now is where you're living. Now is who you are. And I hope what you gather from what we're going to talk about in this season of the Thought Vault and everything we talked about in season one of the Thought Vault is that we have the ability to presently experience joy and hope and goodness and love right where we are, irregardless of the job we have, the relationship status that we're in, the finances we have, the health that we have, because our mindset controls our entire daily life. So if you want to live healthy, you can decide to make healthy choices for today. And it really is about a daily choice, a daily choice making of things that you can do right now to better your mental, physical, and spiritual self. And I never, I I didn't really grasp this until I started learning and continuing my education and learning all these things just because I am a career student, I like to say. I just love to learn. And so getting certified as a life coach and strengthening my relationship with Christ and pouring into what it means to be me (laughs) um, really helped open my eyes and heart to the purpose that we all have. And without getting really going into depth with this, you know, I want to keep the conversation about these sabotaging thoughts because, you know, what I noticed in trying to pursue the things that I felt called to do and pursuing the dreams that I have and the life that I want, I really had to change the way I thought about myself and the way I thought about life and what it means to live. Because to live is to be alive and we aren't alive in our past. The past already happened and we are not promised the future. So to be alive is to be present right now. And so that means the past does not have to determine who you are today. Your thoughts about what's been does not have to be your thoughts about what is now. Now is a new time. Now is completely and utterly its own. So I just want to encourage you guys that in order to stop these sabotaging thoughts, you just have to take on the the mindset that I'm not ascribing to that. And I hope that like making there be a type of name, you know, like Satan talk, it kind of helps you immediately like get it out of your mind. Like Satan talk, no, I don't ascribe to Satan. I ascribe to Christ and he speaks of love, of truth, of ability, of strength, of hope, of perseverance, of peace. So if my thoughts are not in that in that category and in those categories, then that thought is not of Christ and it does not serve me. I want to be careful too to just mention here, this doesn't mean like you don't have negative thoughts or that having negative thoughts are not acceptable in God's eyes. That is not true. In the Bible, we you know can read stories of how Jesus was grieved over situations that he had here on earth. You know, he experienced all these same emotions. Um, when we, I talked about this in episode one this season, God experienced all emotions. So there's no emotion that's like bad or harmful or tells you that you don't have enough faith in Christ. But my point here is to help you wrangle in those negative thoughts that Satan does use against you and use against your ability to make positive improvements and choices and goals and steps in faith to see God work in those. So 
feelings are feelings and we have them and it's important that we feel them. But what I'm warning you here against is allowing those feelings to define you. And that's the main key takeaway I want you to have is like emotions and thoughts that are not positive are not serving you well. So yes, experience them and let them be a part of your story and helping you have more of a human experience, help you turn to Christ and allow him to work in your life. And it's just innate. Like we're going to have bad days. We're going to have things that grieve us and hurt us and pain us. But we do have the strength of Christ dwelling within us and we can conquer this negative talk so that we can live in confident faith in God, who he says we are, and our ability in him. And that in and of itself, just that synopsis is so important to hold on to and to really employ when you are up against negative feelings, when you are talking yourself down from doing positive things in your life or to making a good choice or to conserving energy, avoiding pain, increasing your pleasure, like that kind of in your mind. So when you find yourself dealing with procrastination or being stagnant or feeling stuck or defeated or you know depressed, really helping yourself see, well, what are the thoughts I'm having right now? Like, what are the thoughts I'm having about my circumstance and really trying to decode them? Um, and that is where you will find Christ in that situation. That is where you will have actionable things to pray over. And you will have the tools here, like we talk about, to really stop them. And the biggest thing to stop a sabotaging thought is to speak life over yourself. And the place where I get my encouragement from is the word of God, you know, looking at what God says about who we are, who we, he created us to be and who we are in Christ as believers in him. That will help you take away the flesh, take away what Satan is trying to get a grip in you over and abolish it. You know, say, no, I am not ascribing to this anymore. This is not truth. This is someone's one offhanded comment about me. They probably were having a bad day anyway. Who cares what they think? That was in the past. This is now. So these are. this is all meant to be of an empowering conversation to help you get past negative thinking that has truly been a crooks in experiencing life fully and well and joyfully. So we have the free will to think and act according to who Christ says we are, not our flesh or the assumptions, expectations, or thoughts of other people. And we don't have to live in that negativity. So give yourself a moment. Think about what are the thoughts you're going to change? What are the thoughts that you keep having about your health, about your capability at work, about your capability as a partner, as a spouse, as a wife, as a husband, as a mother, a father, you know, a sister, a brother, a friend? What are these thoughts that you have about your capability or your purpose? What is that first responder coming to say? The first responder is that part of your brain that's trying to avoid pain, increase pleasure, and conserve energy. What are those first responder thoughts coming out of the woodwork to say to you to stop you from pursuing what you truly want to pursue? Give yourself a moment today at some point to think about this. And write it down. I find writing things down like this helps me visualize it and see it better. And that way I can really 
work on it more because it's down there on paper and I can be in that moment of thinking and quieting other things in my mind so that I can focus on this and and really moving from that place forward because it's easy to see things that are physical and you can even write out beside it like verses that go against it or the opposite thought. I'm tired. I'm energetic. I'm dumb. I'm smart. I'm ugly. I'm pretty. I'm not healthy. I'm extremely healthy, you know, and speaking these opposite thoughts start to train your brain to think differently. And so your first responders can be different too and be an improvement, helping you walk out in faith and really live the life that you are meant to be living and not from the past or not for hoping for a better future. So we have an interview coming next week. I know you're going to enjoy because it's all about emotions and how to deal with them. So be sure that you're subscribed to this show so you will be notified when it goes live. I talk with author Elizabeth Ling and it's a great conversation. She is a fantastic uh, author and Christ believer and her perspective about emotions is awesome and so on point. And so I want you guys to hear this interview. Please be sure to share this episode and tag me. I love to see this. I love to send you guys little things for for tagging and sharing. So if that's an incentive for you, please share and tag. Um, you might get a little goodie from me. And with the launch of this new season of The Thought Vault, I created a resource for all of you called The Quick Start Guide for Living a Better, Bolder Life. You can find it by going to boldpearls.com forward slash resources, or just click the link in the show notes. This guide is a step-by-step guide for helping you improve your life physically, mentally, and spiritually. As a certified coach, I've condensed my personal tools into this guide for you. I give away my tricks and tools for coaching myself through life, so be sure to check that out. I know it'll be of great help to you guys. If you're wanting to improve in any and all areas of your life, it will apply to you. If you want more training and a community to enjoy, head over to our private Facebook group called The Bold Insiders. Click the link in the show notes or go to boldpearls.com forward slash insiders and get into that group. We have a lot of fun in there. There's a lot of extra trainings, lives I do, uh, resources I put in there for you guys. And it's just a place for us to talk and enjoy and have community around things that we're all kind of common about. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, then you are a person who's into personal development and this group is just going to add to that for you. So until next time, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, Romans 12, 2. Go live with bold intention, everyone. Bye for now. Bye.